Welcome to the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm Melissa Lieberman, a fellow IC and business coach. On this podcast, I teach you to become a consistently booked independent consultant without becoming a pushy salesperson or working 24-7. If I can do it, you can too. Listen on to find out how. Thanks for joining me today on the inaugural Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can't wait to dive into today's topic with you. Today, I'm going to focus on the three barriers that I see blocking you from landing your next consulting clients. Here's what I commonly hear from other ICs, and I know I thought these things myself when I was working as an independent consultant. I hear things like, it's so hard to find consulting clients. My network has dried up and they're just not recommending me as much as they used to, or they don't need any more work. My existing network is just not a possibility for me anymore as I'm going out from a business development perspective. I also hear from those of you who are independent consultants that it's hard to balance business development when you're also working on a client project. It's really hard to work both on your business and in your business at the same time. And so it creates this kind of start and stop process. The other thing that I hear is that when my engagement is coming toward the end, I start to panic and I just am worried that my revenue, I'm gonna have a gap in revenue and my income as a result. These are the things that I hear, there's common challenges about business development and landing your next client. And I want to dive in today and talk about what the three barriers to finding and overcoming all of those challenges that I just described. Now, what you might be expecting me to say are things like, well, the barrier that is preventing you from landing your next client is the economy, or the barrier that's preventing you from landing your next client is who you know or who you don't know, or that your network isn't good enough. You may have been thinking these things, or you don't have the right skill set. These are what commonly come up as a barrier for most people when they start diagnosing, why don't I have a solid pipeline of opportunities? But what I want to share with you today is it's actually none of those things. The three barriers that I'm going to cover with you today are number one, The first barrier, saying you're not a salesperson, thinking you're not a salesperson. This is the first barrier that's preventing you from landing your next client. So let me tell you more about that. When you think you're not a salesperson, then you don't go out to sell anything, right? Most of us, especially for those of us who came from corporate, which is probably almost everyone who's listening to this podcast. At some point, we've been in corporate, and probably at some point being in corporate, we've had some experience with sales. I know for me, for example, I used to go out a lot to our top-tier clients to support the sales executive, to help be a subject matter expert as they were selling our software and selling the services, the professional services that wrapped around that software. I would go out with him or, or whoever it was to be that subject matter expert. And being in that room, in in the room where the sales are occurring, I would oftentimes oftentimes notice 
uh, be witness to a lot of what we might term overselling, pushing the envelope, right, of what is real and what is maybe uh, embellishment. You've probably had a similar experience. I would go out on these sales calls and the sales executive would, I think, just make stuff up. <laughs> maybe he had a, a method to his madness. But, you know, it got to the point where sometimes I would literally kick him under the table to try to keep him in line with within a reasonable boundary of what it is that we could deliver successfully. And so you've probably been in a similar situation, too, where you've been either part of a sales process where it felt like it was disingenuous or where it felt like there were being, you know, misrepresentations, or you might have been on the receiving end of those activities, right? Someone sells a contract and they give it to you and you have to deliver against it. And it looks like French. You don't even know what it's saying because it's so far out of the realm of what your business unit actually does. So we've all been in these situations, right? I mean, for me, we ended up usually delivering upon all of these stretches, we'll call them, but it was really challenging. And so I think for a lot of us, myself included, we think, well, I'm not a salesperson. I don't even want to be a salesperson. It feels disingenuous. It feels inauthentic. It feels wrong. It feels like we're not telling the truth. Like all of those stereotypes and even past experiences are as we think about sales and what sales means. But the challenge here is that you are a salesperson. If you want to be a successful independent consultant, you also need to be a business owner. And so the shift here or the barrier here that you need to start working to overcome, if you can relate to this, is starting to shift into that identity of a salesperson. Shifting out of the identity of I'm not a salesperson, nor do I ever want to be, into the one of I am a salesperson, along with many other hats I wear as a business owner. And what that looks like is figuring out a way for you to feel genuine, to feel authentic, to feel that you're selling your services in a powerful, accurate way, and that you can be successful in closing business. And seeing yourself that way versus seeing yourself as, I'm not a salesperson, nor do I ever want to be. When you start to see yourself as a salesperson, it opens up so much more possibility. It opens up the idea that I can go talk to people and figure out what their challenges are and pitch them business and be okay if they say no. It opens up the possibility that you can go out and network and be referred to people and offer solutions to them and feel confident in knowing that you can deliver against those. Making that shift into a business owner who does wear the salesperson hat and is comfortable with it and feels competent with it. And you might say to me from this place, well, Melissa, I could maybe get to the place where I feel like, yes, I am a salesperson given that I own a business, but I definitely don't think that I'm good at it. And I want to challenge you on that as well, because the very heart of being a consultant is being a salesperson. Because you are a successful consultant means that you have those selling skills. You have the ability to take an idea or a concept or a change or a new process or a new system and figure out how it maps to what the end users are doing or not doing and how you want them to adjust to it. 
and how to get the buy-in and the adoption and the stakeholder engagement to make your project successful. These are all the basic skills of selling. And so I really want to encourage you to start thinking about yourself as a competent salesperson with the skills you already have. You don't need anything else. And certainly you can learn learn more techniques and continue to improve, but you have the core skills required to be a salesperson and you can put your own twist on it in order to make sure that you're feeling genuine, you're feeling authentic. Whatever it is that you don't want to be, you can fold that into your new identity as a salesperson. And starting to see yourself that way opens you up to so many more possibilities from a business development perspective because you know that you have that tool in your toolkit, that you are that person, that you have that ability, and it doesn't have to be a barrier for you. So number one, work on thinking about yourself, portraying yourself, identifying yourself as a salesperson in order to start generating a pipeline of new business. Okay, barrier number two, time. I hear from so many of you, I can't deliver my project and work on business development. It's just not possible. I'm just going to wait until this project is about to end and then I'll figure out what to do about finding a next client. I want to encourage you to look at this more carefully. This is a barrier to you landing your next consulting client and to having a consistent pipeline of opportunity. When you think it's not possible to juggle both delivery and business development, to juggle both working in your business and on your business. And one of the first challenges around this is us overestimating the amount of time it takes to conduct those business development type activities to create awareness and a brand for yourself. We think that this is going to take us hours a day and it's just not possible. And honestly, if it was going to take hours a day to effectively market your business and have a pipeline, then it probably isn't realistic or feasible every day, right? But thinking about it in a much more simplistic way, what can I do in 30 minutes every day to establish and continue that brand awareness so people think of me when they have the problem that I'm able to solve for them or the set of problems that I'm able to solve for them? So think about it from that perspective. I do have time. We all have 30 minutes. I promise you, I guarantee all of us have been scrolling on social media or watching a show or quite frankly, wasting time at work on non-productive activities that we could, if we really prioritized it, fit business development activities into those spaces. So I really want to challenge you on, it takes a lot of time and I don't have that. It can take very small amounts of time if you do it consistently. And the other thing around this barrier of time that I want to encourage you on is really taking some more control back with your day. I know for me, when I first started consulting, I would really let the client dictate my schedule, back-to-back meetings all day long. Whatever the client needed, whenever they texted or emailed me, I would jump on it. I need to be responsive. I need to make sure that they know I'm here for them. But what that ended up creating was a dynamic of them continuing to take more and more and more, right? Because I put no boundary on it whatsoever. I was available day and night. 
And as a result, I basically, in one of my first projects, had created myself a new employer. Only I wasn't employed full-time, nor did I want to be. But it recreated that dynamic. So shifting this idea about your time is yours. It's not your client's. And if you need to take 30 minutes a day to do some work on your business, in addition to working in your business for your client, then it's on you to carve that out and to set those boundaries with your clients, to say no to the meetings that aren't critical, to hold back on responding to a text, and to make sure that you protect the time that you do have in order to move your business development pipeline forward. So this second barrier about time and thinking there isn't enough time is really not true. It's just that you haven't prioritized the business development in a consistent way that's required to keep a really solid pipeline of opportunities so that you aren't worrying about where that next client is going to come from. Or you're not worried when the client abruptly ends your project and you don't have anything else to lean back on. Spending this time carving it out for 30 minutes a day, again, with your business owner hat on, is so critical to the success of your business. So don't fall into that trap anymore that time is a barrier that is insurmountable. Okay, let's move on to barrier number three, asking the wrong questions. This is an interesting one. You might be saying, what are you talking about, Melissa? The barrier here is that a lot of times we gravitate toward asking the wrong questions of ourselves. Why can't I find a client? Why is it impossible to network while I'm also working on my current project? Why is this so hard? Those are the types of questions we as humans will typically ask ourselves. And our brain is designed to answer the question in the exact way we asked it. So when you ask yourself, why can't I find a client? or why is this so hard, our brain comes up with all of the evidence to tell us why is it hard and why can't I find the client. And without keeping really a vigilant watch on this, this is what our brain does all day long and reinforces these concepts that it's really hard, it's impossible, and I'm not good at it. Versus to overcome this barrier, start asking yourself questions you actually want the answer to. Where is my next client? How can I make this easy? How can I balance business development while I'm also working on a project? Shifting those questions ever so slightly can help you open up the realm of possibilities again for yourself to figure out things you hadn't necessarily even thought of or hadn't even occurred to you. Let me give you an example of this. I had a client a couple weeks ago. We were talking about how to land her next consulting client. And she was feeling very stuck. She was saying, you know, I've networked. I've talked to recruiters. I've gone back to some former employers. Like I just feel stuck and nothing is coming of this. There's no pipeline being created. There's no opportunities being created. I kind of feel like I'm at a dead end and maybe this isn't for me. And I asked her a very simple question. Let me be clear. This was a theoretical question. If I were to give you $5 million to land a client in the next two weeks, tell me where would that client come from? And the immediate shift I saw in her demeanor was so fascinating. She went from feeling, I could tell in her face, right? Discouraged, frustrated, feeling like this was impossible. When I asked her that question, it was an immediate change in her posture. And she literally gave me three answers. 
this place, this place, and uh oh, this other idea that I have too. Three prospects came to her mind that weren't even in her realm of possibilities five seconds before that. It was because we asked a question that could actually give an answer that would be helpful. Where would the next client come from versus why can't I find a client? What's wrong with me? That can be such a powerful process. I'll give you another tip in order to use this. It's such a um, simple and effective way. Every night before you go to bed, ask yourself a question you want the answer to. Where will my next client come from? How can I make this easy? And then go to sleep. And your brain all night long will be working on the answer to this question. I had a client who asked a similar question of herself. She had to deliver a workshop to a client and had not managed her time necessarily the most optimal way and was really stuck. And so she asked herself that question before she went to bed. And the workshop was starting like the next day, midday. And she asked herself, you know, how can I make prepping for this workshop as easy as possible? And the next morning she was taking a shower and this answer came to her. I remember now I did something very similar to this a few years ago. I'm going to go get that presentation, adjust it, and I'll be ready for this in an hour. And she was. So a couple of examples for you of how to ask yourself questions that then break through those barriers that feel like they're just hard and fast, stuck situations like the economy or who you know or who you don't know. Those are not barriers. The barriers that you're facing right now that are preventing you from landing the next client. And I've seen this time and time and time again, both for myself and for my clients, is the way that we're thinking about ourselves, the way we're thinking about whether we're a salesperson or not, the way we're thinking about the time it takes and how much we have to be good at business development and consistent at business development, and then the types of questions that we're asking ourselves that are either shrinking down our realm of possibilities to nothing or expanding them out and coming up with solutions that are creative and that are right on the tip of our tongue, but we wouldn't have necessarily thought of had we not asked ourselves those questions. So hopefully you can put those practices in place to overcome the barriers that are preventing you from landing your next consulting client and get to work because you have control over this and you can go out and build a pipeline for yourself. You just work through these three barriers. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for joining me this week on the Grow Your Independent Consulting Business Podcast. If you liked today's episode, I have three quick next steps for you. First, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to make sure you don't miss future episodes. Next, leave me a review in your podcast app so other independent consultants can find and benefit too. And finally, to put the ideas from today's episode into action, head over to melissalieberman.com for the show notes and more resources to help you grow your consulting practice from your first few projects into a full-fledged business. See you next week.